0: TalkZone.com
1: Weekend Sports in or otherwise, we're glad to be back at it here in the two guys in a mic show. The big dog and a coach at your service every morning. Kind of a mid-morning sports break, if you will. 10 o'clock in the morning up until 11 o'clock. Five days a week, one hour a day, five in total. On the other side of the glass, producer extraordinaire David Olson. We will take your phone calls, a lot of football talk. And we now, after a long weekend, know who the compatriots are. In our 2010 World Series. We'll talk a little baseball as well. 888-463-6748. Again, 888-463-6748. Let's welcome in the finest football mind, arguably, in the Midwestern suburbs of the Chicago area. An area that encompasses at least 3.5 million people. (laughs) It's the Big Dog. Joel Radwanski checking in. Big Dog, how are you?
0: Well, uh, I don't know if my mind is working properly after the way I picked football games this yeah. week. I, I lost everything by <laughs> half a point.
1: Notice how I said arguably the finest football mind. I guess a lot of people could argue that.
0: Yeah, you definitely, <laughs> we definitely could argue. I, I I spent a lot of time this week watching football, and a lot of time just shaking my head is the best way for me to put it. So yeah, it, oh, yeah. it was brutal. Yeah,
1: it was brutal. College football this year, you at least have a chance. NFL, forget about it. And I don't say it in a negative sense, by the way. I'm a big fan of parody. But this year, in particular in the NFL, you cannot make hide nor hair of any of the uh, expected outcomes of games.
0: Uh, no, I, I, I guess like the, the Bears game was pretty obvious what was going to happen yesterday. They weren't going to even try to run the ball, and eventually they would get stacked too much and throw too many interceptions and just be absolutely abysmal. I guess that wasn't too big of a surprise. But mm-hmm. the, the rest of the plays around the NFL, oh my goodness, how could the 49ers lose to the lowly Carolina Panthers with their season on the line? Well, they figured out a way. Okay, you just go up and down. You know, I, I there wasn't anything normal that happened yesterday in the mm-hmm. NFL.
1: How about New Orleans Saints losing to the Cleveland Browns, 30 to 13, I believe was the score. Drew Brees throwing four interceptions, one of many <clears throat> upsets on the day. I mean, it's just
0: uh, just amazing. Yeah, 30-17. Yeah, and mm-hmm. coach in that game, a defensive lineman had two interceptions returned for touchdowns. Okay. <laughs> This, this is no joke. His and, name is Bowen. His yep. last name was Bowen. Yep. Okay. Drew Brees' wife had a baby last I read week.
1: this. I read this. His name is Bowen. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. They just, David Olson's giving me a puzzled look. Let's go over that again. They had a uh, Drew and his lovely wife, brand new baby. They named the kid Bowen. He gets intercepted on Sunday by a D-lineman who returns both of them for touchdowns. Right, Big Dog?
0: Yes. And the guy's Bowen. last
1: name is Bowen's.
0: It's the first time a defensive lineman has ever had two touchdowns in a game. Oh, my of any goodness. Course. And it's never happened before. A defensive lineman has never had two touchdowns, whether it be the fridge, Perry catching one and, and returning one for a touchdown. No, it's never happened. Wow. And, and it was last week. It was less than
1: seven days. Mm-hmm. I read um, that, that in the just, paper. I just assumed. I didn't see the game. I just assumed that David Bowens was a cornerback or a free safety or strong safety. I, I did not know he was a defensive lineman. That's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, he he wears 96, and he looked like he ate Drew Brees, baby.
1: <laughs> Maybe he ate Drew Brees. That's what he did yesterday.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: goodness. Wild weekend, of course. We'll recap And If you're new to the show, we do a uh, regular Monday segment called the NFL. Round them up and wrap them up. We go over each and every game, put it to music, and – uh Bring up some of the highlights, so we'll do that a little bit later in the show. Cover all the games. Of course, we here in Chicago, we tend to have a little um, Chicago vent to our broadcast. I apologize if you're outside the Chicago area, but we'll definitely talk the Bear game. Yesterday, we got World Series to talk about. Big Dog, I was lucky enough to make my one and only appearance to Soldier Field yesterday. So I was there up close and personal for the uh, Bears' depressing defeat, 17-14 to 14 to the Washington Redskins. How did it look on TV? Any better?
0: Well I I have to admit I didn't get home until uh so like late in the third quarter, so I didn't watch the first uh two and a half quarters. Okay. And uh and I was like gonna watch it later, but after the way in my roommates they were like, You don't wanna watch it. They're like, You really don't wanna watch it. It it yeah, it did not look good, coach. Mm-hmm. I got home right in the middle of the four consecutive uh turnover uh possessions. Right with the four consecutive possessions with the turnover. Oof. I got home right in the middle of the of the second one. So yeah, it was not good, and uh, I will tell you this: from what I saw, they tackled well. about all they did. Oh
1: yeah, no you know, it, problem, it, it, no problem with the defense at all.
0: No, no, it, it, you know, it was a little strange, coach. It was like, you know, like I, I was we were watching plays, and all of a sudden, you know, the the Red sox, or the Red sox, the Redskins would come up with some exotic blitz, mm-hmm. and the Bears would pick it up, and Color would step up in the pocket and throw to nobody. <laughs> what just happened? They finally pick up a blitz, and Color has time, and he throws left and. Greg Olson cuts right. And it, it was it was just, it was dumbfounding. They finally. I'm not saying they protected them all game. I didn't see the first half.
1: Second. You know, it was.
0: But they, second they, half
1: they they protected better in the second half.
0: Okay. Yeah. And it was just strange. And they still couldn't do anything. So maybe it isn't the protection. Maybe it is the guy under center. Yeah. You know like, we were all so hoping. So we we just drank the Kool-Aid. So much. Yeah, Jay Cutler's the guy. We Mm -hmm. finally have a franchise quarterback. Maybe we don't.
1: That's you're 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 kind of taking the words out of my uh, notes and quotes here for the show. And I've got some different things on the bear game, but that was one of the first things I was going to bring up. uh, Big dog, back to basics. We talk about the quarterback position. Arguably, maybe not so arguably, in sports, the most important, most influential position there is. You could obviously argue the pitcher in baseball, an individual pitcher only pitches one out of four games, but a pitcher in baseball. But the quarterback is the key. It still comes down to quarterback play. All of the other ills of the Chicago Bears could be cured, not totally, but in, you know, in in, in large part. If you get decent quarterback play, if he completes some of those passes, avoids the interceptions, the Bears win that game, and they win last week, too. It comes down to quarterback play, and Jay Cutler so far, I don't know if it's a mental thing, I don't know what it is, but um, bad, Big dog. Really, really bad. It's costing Bears games.
0: Yeah, it, it absolutely is, Coach. They cost, and it cost them two first-round picks and a quarterback right now that looks, I know, because he didn't look like it yesterday. No. <laughs> But it, and Kyle Orton, it looks like he's a quality NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's really frustrating as a Bears fan because all of us so bad wanted Jay Cutler to finally be the answer. And yeah, I don't know if they're – I know they're not in the right type of offense because, you know, running it 10 times and throwing it 50 isn't going to win in any league unless it's the Arena Football League, okay? Uh, it's, they're never going to win with the game plans that they have going on. And he might not survive the whole entire season. To, well, to be straight up and honest
1: with you the one plus you have to give him to be straight up and honest using your words you do have to give him credit for toughness he has taken a beating and he gets back up and he keeps firing the football and he doesn't criticize his teammates at least publicly now his body language stinks his facial expression not very good i don't know if he can say that's definitive but at least just the way he looks bothers us but on toughness alone, you do got to give him credit. That might be the only plus I would give Jay Cutler right now, but uh, he has been hit and hit hard, and he keeps coming back.
0: Yeah, he does keep coming back. Yeah. I, I, I will say that, and I, I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they,
0: they, I did watch the first half hour of the game down at the Snuggery waiting for the train. to I'm sorry. And, yeah,
1: the Snuggery. Yeah, no, no. I no, I heard you. I'm just sorry that you watched the first uh, yeah, part no. of the game. Yes,
0: and uh, <laughs> like Chris Williams, he got picked up. Yep, and carried into Jay Cutler. Yep. Seriously, come on. I mean, yeah. it, it, it Chris was Williams
1: not so good. and I'll tell you who else had a rough game. Right tackle number 73, the big fella Jamarcus Webb, not too good. Uh, you know, and, and Jamarcus, they're they're pushing him into a starting position when he's not ready to play in his defense. But uh, however you want to put it, he is not ready to play starting right tackle in the National Football League
0: no he was a 7th round draft pick and 7th yep. round draft picks aren't supposed to start that season. Mm-hmm. The only position 7th round draft picks are supposed to start at is a uh, kicker, punter and yeah. punt and kick returner and that's about it.
1: You could throw an outside linebacker occasionally a linebacker will sneak in much better than you thought but oof, I'll tell linebacker you better as a 7th round pick?
0: Yeah. I oh, that would that's that's I don't know I will.
1: As your as your number 3 linebacker he sneaks in. Yeah, I've, I've seen guys that are 5th, 6th, 7th round draft choices that come through and they can start the beginning of the year. But I'll tell you, mid-third quarter, late third quarter, I was up in the upper deck. We had good seats, but we were up high, but about 40-yard line. I'm starting to yell, Caleb Haney, Caleb Haney. People around me are looking like, are you crazy? We don't want Caleb Haney. But um, it's almost. Come down to that. The kid out of Colorado State is starting to look good to me.
0: Uh, And uh, I think the Bears – Best, the best quarterback on the Bears roster since the in July and August was mm-hmm. Dan the I'm not saying he should have been playing. Yep. You look at what the Caleb Hayden got hurt. Oh, we got to get an experienced player like Todd Collins to come Yikes. in and 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 go in reverse. Mm-hmm. And we lost. We lost. The Bears lost Dan the Fever because of it. And I really, really, really thought yep. before they go in the last year. Before the Bears drafted, I'm like, this fever kid's going to be a player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Watching, he's going to, in about three okay. years, he's going to be a starter somewhere, probably for the Bengals uh, when they finally realize Carson yep. Palmer's done. And it's just going to be another Bears quarterback the Bears mm-hmm. could have had that they just let go. And it's, I'm just disgusted by
1: it. Yeah. You, see, you watched him in the exhibition season and not raw. But he had a little bit of that, that it factor. He's,
0: which a, he's a playmaker. A, it seemed yeah. like. He he understood, like when he went under center, what mm-hmm. you had to do in order to make the play effective. That, that might sound like simple, but that's, that's all it is, and and everything in life. How do you just make it the easiest way I could possibly do this? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whatever. The kid is the all-time touchdown leader in the history of college football, and the Bears had him, and they lost him. So. <laughs>
1: Post Monday, post NFL Monday. Chicago Bears defeat Bear fans. You want to check in and uh give us a call. More than welcome to do so. Triple eight four six three sixty seven forty eight. I'm laughing a little bit because as they say, big dog, the closest emotion to laughing is crying. If I don't laugh right now, I might be in tears over my uh Beloved Chicago Bear team, but uh, what can you say? Got to give credit certainly to number 23, the defensive back for the Redskins, D'Angelo Hall, four interceptions in the second half. At least two of them, Big Dog. At least two of them were pretty spectacular interceptions. So give yeah. some credit to the Redskins defense, 23 in particular.
0: Oh yeah, you, d- you definitely got to give credit to the to the Redskins defense. You give credit to the, to, to the Bears defense. They played well
1: yesterday. Ooh, outstanding, Israel yeah, is. Adonije You didn't watch the entire game, but I'm Big Dog. We now have a second outstanding defensive lineman, Israeli Adonije Has become the real deal, number seventy one, Pisa Tino Isamoa. Played an outstanding game. Briggs played a little bit, couldn't play healthy. Brian Erlocker hurting a little bit, didn't have his best game, but Adonije you know, if if nothing else, we found another stud defensive lineman. I've seen him enough now, not saying all pro, but he's 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 good. He's good. Not just rushing the passer. He made some great run stuffs yesterday, so uh I am now a, a charter member of the Israeli Adonije fan club.
0: And he's always been one of those guys that has always been good for the ball club. So whatever they've asked him to do, he's done well. Yep. Now they ask him to start, and he's playing great. Yep. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with uh, your, your statement. On I'll, I'll watch the first half of the game, Coach. But mm-hmm. you know, Adonije did line up in the neutral zone on a, a crucial, crucial oh. play that ended up costing the Bears. That was him? Yeah, that was him.
1: I didn't it, know that, that was, was him.
0: Yeah, I that take was, everything.
1: That, I, I'm turning my charter membership back in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I said that I was really bad. Uh, I was like, if it was anybody else on the defensive line right now, to freaking blew up because <laughs> yeah, Julius Peppers making ninety million a year, he can never make a stupid mistake like that, and nobody else is producing. You know, seriously, that's why. So, Tommy little, Harris, I will,
1: uh, I'll give Tommy Harris credit. Tremendous true. job of as the Redskins are calling their play, standing over the football, arms waved up, trying to get the crowd cheering. I mean, give Tommy Harris credit for enthusiasm. He was trying to fire up the crowd. Once the play actually started, he was never a factor. I think he had zero tackles, but excellent job. That was job. His
0: best game of the season, though, Coach. It was? it was? It was not his best game, at least the second half. He was getting pressure. Okay, he was he, he was keeping his feet. That was his best game this, so far this year.
1: Okay, you probably saw it better because you were watching on TV. I had to deal with the annoying five people behind me who all thought they were bear experts and none of them knew what they were talking about. So,
0: I, I, you I, know, you, those guys me up. there's yeah.
1: no question if you watch on TV, you absolutely get a better feel for the game. What actually happened? Analysis of the game much better on TV than you do watching live.
0: Yeah, I I, I would much rather be on my sofa hanging with my boys then well, at the game. I'm
1: not kidding got, you. I'm, I'm not kidding. saying it's not fun being there. It was a great atmosphere. Soldier Field, beautiful, beautiful place. I mean, it's an outstanding football facility. It's great atmosphere there. The TV timeouts, of course, are killers, but the fans, you got to love the Bear fans. I'm not talking about the enjoyment. I'm talking about analysis of the game. There's so many distractions. When you're at the game, you don't get to see the replays as well. On TV, you can hear the uh, You know, the analysts, you get to watch four different replays. So it's enjoyable being at the game. I'm just saying you actually get a better feel for what happened watching on TV. Well,
0: that, that's, maybe you should bring the headphones and listen to the delta tones of a Jeff Joniak um, how the
1: game is being played, Coach. Thanks, but uh, my hamstrings bother me. I don't think I'll do that. Like, do not like Joniak? No, I do. I don't mind. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. He's an overachiever. He took, you know, pretty good talent, and I think he's uh, raised him. He's not the best. He's never going to be Wayne Larvey, but I think he's pretty good.
0: Wayne Larvey's dead to me.
1: Because <laughs> he's doing the Green Bay Packers games now,
0: huh? Yeah, oh, it's my always my dream to do the Green Bay Packers. Like, why the hell did you do the Chicago Bears? If the Green Bay Packers offer me their radio job right now, I go tell them to shove it. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Relax, he's still doing your beloved Chicago Bulls, so at least he gets credit yeah, I mean, for that.
0: Exactly. Why is he doing the Bulls? I don't I don't watch any game that Wayne Lernerby does. I, I'm like, all right, I guess I can't watch the Bulls oh, you're, anymore. I, I
1: thought you were kidding. You're serious about this. Yeah, that's, oh, I mean, whatever.
0: Is it, is it, he was the Chicago Bear play-by-play guy, and he leaves to go do the Packers. I'm I don't want him doing the Bulls anymore. Does
1: you know, he, know what? Like, I, uh, when he's, he does he's, Northwestern games, I've changed the channel. He's so great, and he's such a nice guy that he overcomes... You're right. For ninety percent of the guys who are Bears announcers and they leave that job to jump to Green Bay, I think I'm right with you. But Wayne Larrivee is that five to ten percent exception. I can't, I can't find any hate for him. I love the guy too much. He's phenomenal.
0: Well, I, I will tell you this: he is phenomenal. I don't know if he's a nice guy or not. You know, I've never met him, but I, nice. I don't know how he treats his. his uh, I
1: read the his Wayne, Wayne Larravee biography. Very nice guy.
0: Oh, the, the Wayne Larrivee biography was yeah.
1: like seven pages long. Take it easy. It's written by Wayne uh, Larrivee, by the way. Oh, okay, so it's yeah. six and a half. Yeah, and there's like uh, 12 or 14 pictures in the middle, and you can actually see how his hair um, changed over the years. It's a fascinating pictorial, and then you get to see the hair piece at the end. It's really uh, the highlight of the Wayne Larrabee book.
0: Now, you know, he, he came to the <laughs> he came to the bears right after they got rid of the honey bears. Some people say that that was the, ah, the deal for the double. Interesting. So I don't know why, when he left to go back yeah. to Green Bay, that we didn't, uh, yeah. we, we didn't, the Bears didn't bring the Honey Bears back.
1: Quite frankly, so what I what thought. I
0: understand, that's, that 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 was that was a stipulation. They had to get rid of the cheerleaders in order for him I... to be the radio play-by-play guy.
1: <laughs> had not heard that vicious rumor, and quite frankly, I thought the Honey Bears were uh, overrated. If it comes down to it, I'd rather have Wayne Larrabee and his weird-looking hairpiece than eight of those beautiful Honey Bears who had no clue of what was happening out there.
0: You're off your mind, Coach.
1: Huh? Uh, honey, a, the Honey Bears were overrated. The, uh, What's wrong with you? The uh, Honey Bears were the epitome of uh, women sexism and, and and everything wrong about the women are over sexized Here's in American society. Off. They didn't know how to cheer. They didn't know anything about football. All they did there was stick, sit there and look pretty. And when the Bears offense was breaking down, the fans could, uh, you know, water at the mouth looking well, at the Honey Bears. At
0: least. That's, that's, that's twelve women that had a job with the Chicago ah, Bears. They don't give me that, that crap. sexism. Don't get, go get a real job.
1: Don't just sit there and have men gawk at you. I'm a You're, I'm a fighter ridiculous. for women's rights, totally. big dumb. I'm one of the leading male sports talk hosts representing women's rights in America. I, I, I think I have a much
0: better grasp <laughs> on it than you. I'm the only man on the planet yeah. that thinks that uh, <laughs> going to a strip club is yeah. degrading, and not to the strippers, but to the idiots that actually hand uh, over the money. I okay. like the the I point like... is, the matter, those girls got jobs to cheer on and all that. It's actually kind of cool if you think about it. They actually hired 12 women to be part of the organization. That's 12 women, actually, boom, that didn't have a job because the Bears fired mm. them. Virginia McCaskey upset that she was never hot like that. <laughs>
1: another weird theory coming through. i can't agree with you on your honey bear theory but i i am right with you i think you say it so well when you talk about the women in the uh, strip clubs and how it's less embarrassing to them much more embarrassing to the young men that uh, walk in there or yeah,
0: the old Yeah, it, it just cracks me up whenever i hear like a like some woman who's like some like uh like completely off a rocker and like every single thing is sexist to women oh mm-hmm. this is wrong this is wrong and then and when they start talking about oh stripping is wrong and I just I just laugh uh, I, I would I would be more than happy to go degrade myself to go get naked and have women hand me dollar bills
1: mm-hmm.
0: I would I would dance all night. Well, you've yeah.
1: you've had a few offers and you've come close, haven't you, in the past? I thought yeah, we
0: but had... I was, I was at Halstead and Grace. No, so I stop not it. To go do it!
1: Stop it! I thought there were a few opportunities, not quite that far, but trying to remember specifics we've been doing the show for like eight yes, and a half yes. years
0: actually believe it or not yes uh yeah. at, a, at a bachelorette party somebody was trying to get me yeah. to do it and big john supposedly was trying to get me to do it there you go you remember that big john was like hey someone's uh-huh. gonna ask me to dance
1: yeah but he was Don't gonna have you do, if you do it
0: and i couldn't do it i was going out of town
1: what was disturbing is he was gonna have you do it at his bachelor party that was really disturbing
0: <laughs> it wasn't his wife's bachelorette party <laughs> It was his bachelor party I yeah, yeah. made a lot more money off hey, of those
1: guys. Big Dog, if you're going to be a stripper, read the fine print, please. Make sure you know where you're going. All right, 888-463-6748. We're trying to strip off the uh the outside covering of the National Football League games yesterday. We'll talk some college football as too. I know Big Dog, you are a big college football fan. In fact, real quick before we hit our first break here, uh your um Main thoughts over you know you get so lost in the NFL on Sunday you almost forget Saturday's games but another another number one team goes down the Oklahoma Sooner, beaten by Missouri and some great college football games especially in the Big Ten.
0: Um, uh, coach, the the Missouri game doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Oklahoma had five true freshmen starting. Wow. I uh, and. I remember at the beginning of the year, I was thinking about Oklahoma. I was like, you know, they could rebuild. But they lost three of the top four players to the NFL draft. You know what I mean? That's three of the top four draft picks were from Oklahoma. I'm like, you know, I like Oklahoma. Then I thought i they had five freshmen starting. I'm like, no, I won't pick them this year. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm an idiot. But they were pretty good. Well, they picked on those freshmen all day long. Mm -hmm. They blitzed over the linemen that was freshmen. They, They went after the freshmen defensive backs. All the Missouri just their game plan was exactly, you know, you know, when I watch the Bears play and the game plan doesn't make any sense to me, and I don't see them taking advantage of stuff, it just drives me crazy. Well, you you watching Gary Pinkle, who I've made fun of a lot for not being able to make adjustments at halftime. i got to tell you something. They thoroughly attacked Oklahoma's weakness, and they just didn't do it once. They did it until Oklahoma was crying for mercy. Mm-hmm. And and I know they, they only won by like a touchdown, but trust me, Oklahoma controlled that game from start to start to finish on Saturday night. So.
1: Missouri, uh, and I didn't see the ball game unfortunately, but came back fourth quarter. Missouri fans uh, must have been in full celebration mode there in the fourth quarter as their Tigers are coming back.
0: i got to tell you something. If you were a possum, you were hiding on Saturday <laughs> night.
1: <laughs> what a great atmosphere. All the beauty of college football. Just love to see stuff like that. And Missouri had lost like 19 out of their last 20 to Oklahoma. What a huge win for them. In addition, Big Dog, we now have a definitive leader in the Heisman Trophy uh, candidacy. So you were on this guy's bandwagon a lot sooner than the rest of us, and he is dot, dot, dot.
0: Cam Newton. There you go. Yeah. It's, he's uh, your leader. Yeah, that's uh we've been talking about him for like five, six weeks. I didn't know he was going to continue to do this. I mean, he's already set the record for most rushing yards by an SEC quarterback, and he has six games remaining.
1: He quarterbacks the Auburn Tiger. They knocked off Louisiana State 24-17. They're the new BCS. Number one, the regular polls have Boise State and Oregon still, or Oregon Boise State still won, two. Auburn with a big I, win, twenty four. Let, I, let, I, let I, me ask I, you this, big dog. At, at the start of the year, when you listed top thirty Heisman candidates, would Cam Newtons have named been, been in the top thirty?
0: Absolutely not. No. Uh, you know he got. Uh, it was funny. He practiced for about a week in the in in the spring with Auburn. They named him the starting quarterback. And could you could you please tell me? How a guy goes from a junior college to a Division One school, okay, because, you know, he was at Florida, mm-hmm. left Florida, went to a junior college. When you do that, you don't give up a year of eligibility. But when you go from a smaller school to a bigger school, you're supposed to lose a year of eligibility and have to sit out a year. How come Cam Newton is playing, Coach? Can you explain this to me?
1: Uh, no, because I don't know any of the history of Cam Newton. Help me out. He was recruited was by Florida. Kid,
0: yeah, he was a kid at Florida okay. that broke into a dorm room and was ah. stealing a computer. And then when somebody saw him go in there, like the RA went into the room, be like, "Hey, what are you doing in here?" And right when that happened, he threw the computer through the window. Was like, "I ain't doing nothing."
1: Ouch, that's not good.
0: So it was bad enough that it was he not, had
1: done, his, that, not his, not his buddies. He wasn't an accomplice. It was Cam Newton himself.
0: Yeah, and and that was like. It wasn't the first offense of something that he was warned about okay. stealing and other stuff while he was at Florida. So
1: did they boot him out, or did he decide yeah. to leave? They boot he him was,
0: out. He was basically told okay. he'd no longer have a football scholarship at Florida. If you uh-huh. want to continue to be a student here, feel free. And obviously uh-huh. he left. So I just want to know how the heck, I, I have nothing against the kid. Well, okay. help me out. I
1: mean? Follow – we, we're not done with the biography yet. Where did he go after Florida? And then he
0: went to a junior college somewhere in the southeast. Okay. Okay, it could be as far west as Texas. Okay, and they won the national championship last year. Okay, as him at quarterback, and then two months later he's at Auburn, and he's a scholarship athlete, or maybe, or maybe he's doing the same thing like Jeremiah Masoli at Mississippi, who's paying for his own schooling, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I find that hard to believe. And uh yeah, you know, all of a sudden now they have the kids on pace uh to run for 2,000 yards and, and throw for wow. 3,500. So
1: there's not a year in between. He went right from the junior college year you're talking about, enters Auburn this year, wins the job in their preseason training, and now he's the leading candidate for the Heisman.
0: Yeah, and it, we're wow. talking about December of last year he was winning the JUCO championship. Wow. As
1: long as he doesn't break into any more dormitories and throw any more computers out the window, he's got a great chance of winning it.
0: Yeah, he does. He absolutely does. Coach. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I don't, and, uh, I, you know what? I could read the whole NCAA manual on eligibility, but uh, you know, reading is not my strength.
0: Uh, I, I totally understand. Yeah. But you know, it's it, it's funny though that you, that you, you brought that up because, like, right when he made the the off balance running play mm-hmm. against LSU, I was like, oh, well, because you know, you have to have your Heisman moment too. I was like, oh, that's his Heisman moment, right when you cross over the goal line, <laughs> and like uh, that's what everybody's been saying ever since. So. Mm.
1: Uh, Michigan State knocked off Northwestern 35-27, Wisconsin. How about say
0: knocked off? How about stayed alive?
1: That's a better description, much better description, because Northwestern led for most of the game, and really it was a fake punt that Northwestern sort of knew was coming and still didn't defend it well. The fake punt was the key to the game.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. The And uh, it, it's one of those things where you, you've got to be totally aware of that if you're defending the gunner. Out there. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's an illegal play in the NFL, coach.
1: What is? To, to
0: have your gunners run directly up the field, acting like they're actually going to go tackle and then throw them the football.
1: That's not illegal.
0: Okay, coach, let me repeat this. Like you just said, you do not read the rule books. It's an illegal I, play in the NFL. What are you that talking about? That, the you. play that <laughs> the Michigan State. Bart we got him going, folks. Let me repeat this again. 26 minutes into the Monday in the show, we got
1: the big dog going. Took 26 minutes, Sorry, Yes, sir. It's an illegal play in the NFL. Why are you talking about illegal? You're talking about a receiver split the out? And a...
0: The guy, the, the, yes. yeah, the guy the gun.
1: on the outside. Yeah. The guy on the end of the line,
0: if he is split out, cannot catch a pass if That's, he runs directly down the field in the NFL. It's
1: the silliest thing I, I ever so heard. I'll so to say
0: it three more times because everybody else that is listening no, understands that. No, I don't about. think so.
1: I'm willing to bet there's a lot of football fans that are out there that are as shocked and dismayed as I am, and we are at least feigning belief in your knowledge of the NFL rules. Can, <laughs> can you give me a reason why they would put that? Because,
0: because it's, it's kind of like a cheap play. It's like, it's like taking advantage of the guy on the outside. The guy on the outside is thinking he's not you know, he's he's not supposed to this guy's going down to go tackle somebody. You're supposed to be blocking this guy. Mm -hmm. You don't think that there's going to be a pass thrown to him. So in the NFL, in order for you to throw the ball to a guy on the outside, he has to stop and break off his route before ten yards. Boy, that's a tough and then he can run it in any direction. But you cannot run directly down the field Mm -hmm. acting like you're going to go tackle the – I'm just saying in the NFL, it's an illegal play. In the college, it is not.
1: The more I think about it, the more you, if not the rules, are making sense. I can can sort of see that.
0: I'm not saying it's the right rule or wrong rule, Campbell mm -hmm. Johnson. Okay, I'm just saying that's what the rule is. So It's kind of funny. like Mark D'Antonio is one of those head coaches that reads the rule book and was like, oh, I'll take advantage of this particular flaw. So.
1: Well, the beauty of that play is, is, you know, it's all about play acting. It's all about the mental tease. I think Mike, Mark D'Antonio called the play the mousetrap, but he said we had to get them to take the cheese. The beauty of it was they took. They were about the 50 yard line. So you're thinking, are we going to go for it? Are they going to punt? They decide to punt and then they let the clock run out and they take the five yard penalty to back them up a little bit to give mm-hmm. their punter more room. So once they did that, then you think, okay, their mentality is to punt. They took the five yard penalty. But, like coach said afterwards, they had to get Northwestern to take the cheese. That was great mental strategy right there. That was a beautiful move by uh, coach mark d uh
0: that is phenomenal coach mm-hmm. but, you know and, and I've actually thought of that part of the best way to really run a fake punt in that situation would be to give up the five yards you know and like to really sell the, that's i did not know that that had happened coach mm-hmm. i didn't I just saw the replay of the play in. Like people on ESPN are ripping the guy for the the corner for getting his back turn. Of course, he's going to have his back turn. He thought the guy was going under to make a tackle. He doesn't. He's not looking for the ball well, whatsoever. You know, it just cracks me up. How yeah, it.
1: but it, but at fourth yeah. and fourth and fifteen, you're up ten points, thirteen minutes in the third quarter. You're in pretty good shape if you get the ball. So I, I would criticize the defensive back a little bit. You got to stay with that guy. Make sure they don't complete a first down. But.
0: Well, it, it, he was with them. The guy that is running the route realizes there's a ball coming. He basically stopped and cut underneath the guy. I, I, I am, you know, I'm all about fundamentals and doing things the right way. I don't blame the corner at all on that particular play. I don't. It's it's, it's you're putting a really, really, really precarious situation in it right there.
1: So, right. big win for Wisconsin. They knocked off Iowa, thirty-one to thirty. Great Big Ten team. A great Big Ten game. Couple of top. 10 top 15 teams in the country wisconsin wins 31 30 and uh the badgers and brett Belima the the uh, can't beat a real good team they had that little notch they had a good record but not able to beat good teams they got over that hump the last couple of weeks big dog ohio state in iowa back to back how sweet it is for the madison badger
0: yeah that's uh really i mean if you think about the the who they've beaten two weeks in a row mm-hmm. you know one at home and then the To back up an emotional home win over the number one team in the country, Mm -hmm. and go on the road and beat a quality program like like Iowa that was gigantic uh, for Wisconsin. And Wisconsin had a bunch of injuries. Yes, second half they had
1: star running back and uh, their not Heisman but All American tight end uh, both were out of the game.
0: Yeah, Lance Kendricks was gone. And like you know, we we all know that Clay and White were good. You know, you you know this ball kid's pretty good. They got three running backs. Coach that that ball kid in the fourth quarter dominated. Mm -hmm. They've
1: got three legit running backs over there at Wisconsin. As does Michigan State. Big Ten's a, the top echelon of the Big Ten this year can match up with the other conferences. That might be the first time we can say that in a long time. But Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Ohio State, big dog uh, again. I, it's first time I think I can say this. In many a year, top three teams in the Big Ten can match up with the Pac-10, SEC, or any other conference.
0: I'm going to tell this straight up: the Big Ten, the SEC, has been each individual season has been the best conference since at least 2001. And mm-hmm. in, in 2000, it was I thought the Big Ten. In 1999, it was the Big Ten. This year, it could be the Big Ten again. I mean, I, I think the Big Ten has the best conference in America this year, coach. It's better than the SEC, mm-hmm. legitimately. I, I will I will put up. Ohio State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan State against any teams in the country. And, you know, and Penn State. Yeah, I mean, they're not exactly bad. Okay, they went into Alabama and you know lost twenty four three, but. They're a pretty good team. This is a very, very good conference this year. This is the best the Big Ten has been in, in at least 12 years, and I do think it is a top conference in America. But I'm, I'm extremely biased. I won't give you that.
1: A little pride stick our chest out here in the Midwest. Oh, we're proud of that. Finally, in college football, i got to bring up real quick Notre Dame. Uh, losing to Navy. Navy running all over the football field against them. Beat them 35-17. I didn't see the game, but Navy dominated And I was just thinking, Big Dog, as the Brian Kelly era takes a couple of notches backwards, think of the high school players that Notre Dame recruits. I mean, every year, not just under Brian Kelly last year, but the last three, four years, they're getting the best of the best of the best. You're always reading how these star players are going to Notre Dame now. Let's think about who the high school players go to Navy. Not only do they not get any of the elite, they get very few of that second level, would you say? Mm-hmm. They get a few yeah. second level. They get a lot of the third and fourth level guys. So think of the high school kids that are going to the Navy. Think of the recruits out of high school that are going to Notre Dame. How does it happen that that Navy team can absolutely manhandle Notre Dame? Explanation, please, on the part of the Fighting Irish.
0: It's very simple. Talent is extremely important in football, but it's not as important as Playing the right way, playing with discipline, and 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 coaches schematically destroying another particular coach. And if you can run the ball, you can beat anybody. That it's as simple as that. Okay, mm-hmm. if you can run the football, you can beat any team in the country.
1: How about the, they beat him at the line of scrimmage both ways, offense and defense. How do you explain the line play so dominant for the midshipmen? system? Familiarity with system.
0: A little bit is, is that system is because you got defensive linemen. Who actually have like responsibilities against a triple option that they're not used to? And all of a sudden, you know, defensive linemen aren't supposed to think, even ones that can get into Notre Dame and Stanford and, and Northwestern. Those guys don't want to think when they're out on the football field. They just want to be able to react and play. Mm-hmm. And if you're not used to that triple option stuff, all of a sudden you got a 280-pound kid who has to be like, "Oh, I got to tackle the dive back. I got to tackle the dive back." You know, and then and then next thing you know. They're running a counter off of that, and he's like, "Well, I got to tackle the dive back," and he's getting pancaked. And he's like, "Well, there was no dive back, you know." It, it, it's, it's. I think it's, it, it is that, and and simply it, football. If you play it the right way, if you block and tackle right, if you do everything fundamentally right, I, I will take a one-star athlete over a five-star athlete any day That's of the week.
1: Exactly what happened on Saturday afternoon. Lot of celebrating on the campus of Navy. a Lot of midshipmen having a good Saturday night. In fact, couple of submarines we got to report, Big D. They had to. Uh, a few uh, late hour parties on some submarines that have been uh, submerged in water for a couple of weeks. So um, the only problem with the submarine when you have a big party, you wake up the next morning. The aftermath, it's you know, it's right there for you. You can't get rid of it. So that's apparently a little bit of a a little bit of a Sunday hangover for some of the submarine midshipmen.
0: Yeah, that's you, you don't want any of that, especially consider you got to watch pro football, you know, right after you wake up. So.
1: I don't know if they get do they get the dish or satellite down in the submarines. Are they able to watch TV? I don't know if they're. Uh... Pretty sure it's cable. You think so? Yeah. So they can, a... they can watch like the Red Zone Channel two thousand feet below sea level.
0: Yeah, that, it's really killing their like their morale because <laughs> the Russians always know where they're at. They just follow the long cable. You know what I mean? But it's worth uh, it for morale, so Yeah,
1: there was one Bears fan apparently in the the submarine, young kid who was a longtime Bear fan, and he watched some of the bear game. Apparently, he was yelling at his commander. He wanted to get out.
0: Yeah, he wanted to open the hatch. He
1: <laughs> take a dive right there. I've had enough. I don't uh, blame him. Yeah, you know it's one thing to fight the Iraqis; it's another thing to we'll watch the Bears play. Not sure which is more difficult. All right, are we taking a break. Yes, we are. David Olson says we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Big Dog, get a sip of orange juice, a little iced tea, whatever your favorite beverage is, because we got to go over the NFL, round them up and wrap them up, and talk a little World Series baseball as well. Big Dog, the coach, David Olson, back with you in a minute. TalkZone.com, two guys, one mic, back in a minute.
0: are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach John Cohn and the Big Dog, Joel Radwanski on TalkZone.com
1: Big Dog, someone told me yesterday that a will is just a dead giveaway. Thank you very much. Back at the Two Guys and a Mic show, TalkZone.com Big Dog, you've seen hot hot hitters, you've seen uh, quarterbacks that are hot throwing the football right now you are talking to or you are listening to a red hot predictor here hearing the two guys in a mic show i don't have any many i don't have many moments of acclaim so i gotta brag while i can first of all back about two weeks ago two and a half maybe three weeks ago whatever it was when the baseball playoff started the coach that's me told you it would be the texas rangers taking on the san francisco giants how about that i nailed that one and over the weekend big dog over the weekend, 3-0 and on Beat the Schmoes, Seattle Seahawks, coming off a win over the Bears. Any team that beats the Bears, their confidence goes up, automatically take them the next week. I found that to be a successful formula. And took the Cleveland Browns over the New Orleans Saints, took a chance, aced the test on that one. In Arkansas over Mississippi, I won it by a half a point. 3-0 and on Beat the Schmoes, Big Dub, Pat me on the back, and please, don't reach for my groin.
0: I definitely won't reach for your groin.
1: Get your hand off my thigh.
0: That That's not my hand.
1: That's not my thigh. Uh, Big Dog. you went 1-2, and two according to my records.
0: Yeah, and it was an ugly 1-2, and Coach. I'm not exactly sure. Let me see. It was like i uh, – I'm not sure where I'm at on the year I'm at.
1: Well, we've got your beat the Schmoes predictions. We keep track here. You are yeah. um, 9, 12, 13, 14 – 14 and 8. So that Still, makes sense. still that pretty good against nine. The, against the spread. That's not bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: 14, yeah, 14 8, and eight. 1. 14 yep. 8 and 1. That's very impressive. David Olson, our producer, kept his streak The good news is he is consistent and he kept the streak a lot. The bad news two. is he went one and two once again.
0: Oh man. I you know, Dave takes this very seriously.
1: Well, that's the problem. In the beginning he didn't. In the beginning he was like, All right, you know, I don't know. Who are these guys, Joel and the coach? I'll just throw in some predictions. He was doing great. Then he fell in the trap. The rest of us, and he started thinking about these things, and now he can't get out of the one and two slump.
0: Yeah, my <laughs> only problem is I have to make my predictions for next week today. Wow, and that's killing me. I, I really wish I could film these things on Thursday instead of on mm-hmm. Monday.
1: And for again, two- your your beat the schmoes picks are, are on what uh,
0: website? Uh, well, if you go to ShyTownMix dot com, and coach, we got some uh, some really 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 funny stuff coming up. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if you, you realize this, but uh, because my picks have been so bad <laughs> that uh, President Barack Obama has showed up and, and given me a bailout. Uh-oh. So uh, that that particular segment's coming up this week. And with the bailout money, I was able to get an interview with Brett Favre.
1: With Brett Favre?
0: With Brett Favre. Wow. Coach. Or at least the cardboard cutout of Brett Favre.
1: All on the ChitownMix.com website.
0: Yeah, that that although those two things will be coming out this okay. particular week.
1: Very nice. Are you still wearing your uh, black and white referee shirt on that show? Y-
0: yes, I okay. am. I, from Is what that... I was told, it's good to have some type of costume. So I,
1: I got to tell you, uh, you know, most people do not look good in the vertical stripe. You wear vertical black and white very well.
0: I I appreciate it's... that. I don't know if that's good or bad.
1: No, it's good. It brings out the uh, the color. you got a makeup person on that show because you look good on the website.
0: No, no, I don't have a makeup person. I do need one though, Coach. Really? Yes, I would love a makeup person. All
1: right, because when I watch, you look pretty good. I don't see any pot marks or uh, strange rashes or weird marks on the face. You look, uh, you look pretty shiny and ready to go. Maybe it's well, maybe it's, it's my uh, computer.
0: I eat a lot of fish, Coach. Eat a <laughs> lot
1: of fish. What is it? The Omega oils, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are fantastic yeah. for you. They're phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Start talking fish oil, David. It will need a second hour for this program. Believe me. All right. Are we ready for the uh, NFL round up wrap up?
0: I'll, uh, you round them up, I'll wrap them
1: up, Coach. God bless you. It was a heck of a day. Great weekend of football for the NFL. A lot of upsets, a lot of close games.
0: Yeah, I don't lead with my head. I lead with the chest, Coach, so I can wrap them up. Uh,
1: I certainly hope so. You're talking about football predictions, not something else, right? Yes, of course. Coach. Okay, I got scared for a minute. Be afraid. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Sunday night football game. Great drama on Green Bay last night. Brett Favre returns. The Packers uh, were in control most of the game. The Vikings, under Brett Favre, made a late comeback. Bottom line, as though he pulled a Jake, uh, Jake Cutler, he threw three interceptions. Brett Favre and the Vikings lose to the Pack, twenty-eight twenty-four drama. Great ball game and a big win for the Green Bay Packers.
0: It's, it's a little strange, actually, rooting for the Green Bay Packers to, to win a game, especially uh, when we're we're here with a first-place Chicago Bears. You know, don't forget uh, that, that <laughs> battle on the Packers for the for the North. But yeah, I was happy to see uh, far play poorly yesterday. Just, he made a lot of bad throws, people wide open, and choose and go elsewhere. You watch him. Was...
1: you see him leaving the field. Yeah, he did not look comfortable. Well, I was just going to say, you know, normally there's one or two or three cameras around. I mean, give me a break. There must have been 25 people with hand cameras. I don't know where they were all from, but the guy's walking off the field trying to have people come congratulate him. He's surrounded. By like 25 cameras, and they're all sticking it right in his face. thought it was a weird sight.
0: Well, there's, there's nothing new to that. I mean, he's Brad Barb. Everybody. Uh, that was... I, I can't stand the guy. I, you know, I couldn't stand him for years. There was always something about him that was always creepy to me. I just didn't. No. I never liked him. He was I... like. See, he's I,
1: a like salesman, so. I I don't know. I I like the guy. I still like him as a football player, but what he's done off the field is questionable. Indeed. Let us move on to the NFL round em up, wrapping up Cleveland, upset of the day, knocking off the Super Bowl champs. New Orleans down go the Saints. Drew Brees throws four interceptions. Colt McCoy gets his first win. That's the good news. The quarterback for the Browns threw for seventy four yards and they still win the go. Well, yeah,
0: and uh, that's the thing. It's a Doesn't matter how many yards you throw for it's whatever quarterback has the better passer rating. Mm -hmm. Seriously, look at that. Normally, whoever has the better passer rating wins, and whoever has more passing yards loses. It's a consistent theme around the NFL. And the the Saints rushed for less than 60 yards yesterday. That if you're not running the ball, you're going to get beat in the NFL because you can just tee off on uh, on the other team's quarterback. And when they're getting teed off on, all of a sudden they're throwing interceptions. And yeah. Drew Brees threw four of them yesterday. Two returned for touchdowns, and the Lowly Browns have beaten the Super Bowl, the defending Super Bowl champ, again for the third consecutive year. And so again, basically, next year, find out who's on the Browns' schedule, <laughs> and we'll figure out who's going to win the Super Bowl next season.
1: And we talked about this last week. They've officially changed their name. They are now known as the Lowly, the Lowly Browns.
0: Brown. Yep, I remember, Coach.
1: All right, game three in the docket. All time record for points scored. They're celebrating in the fine town of Oakland, 54 to 19. We're talking about the Jim Punk at Oakland Raider team. We're talking about the uh, Freddie Belitnikov, Kenny Stabler. Oakland Raider teams, they never scored more than 54. The Raiders go nuts. Darren McFadden, four touchdowns. Go figure, big dog Raider over the Bronco.
0: Yeah, the old record was 52, and they scored 59 against the Broncos, coach. Wow, 59. They had 59 points, people, with three minutes to go in the third quarter. Wow. So if they wanted to score 60, they could. It, I was watching the NFL red zone, and they would go back to that game, and they were basically, the, they were running their full, the Raiders were running their fullback, Michael Reese, up the middle, three consecutive plays, and then punting. So it was, uh, it was definitely some crazy, crazy, uh, game. So, We lose the big dog? No, no, I'm okay. sorry. That right. uh, cloudy just broke. Just big news: Jeremy Stevens just got released by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: Oh no! Who's Jeremy Stevens? Uh,
0: you remember, he was the guy who was talking <laughs> back to Joey Porter before the Super Bowl against the Seahawks and the and the, the Steelers. What did he do? Uh, he was just him and Joey Porter got into a, like he was like I want. I want to fight uh Joey Porter in a in a dark alley. He was he was that guy.
1: Not sure
0: Never we had to. Not
1: sure we had to break into the award winning segment of a uh, round em up wrap em up to announce that on uh Jeremy Stevens. Thank you.
0: Yeah, but yeah, Darren McFadden coming off the hamstring injury uh... for the Raiders looked phenomenal yesterday, coach.
1: Baltimore knocks off the Buffalo Bills in overtime the Buffalo Bills winless. You gotta be rooting for them. They're actually playing. Decent football. They almost pulled off the Ravens come back and win Billy Cundi. 38-yard field goal, painful, painful for the Bills. They still haven't won, they don't.
0: They're their, their winless, but they do have the Bears on the schedule.
1: Two weeks, good news and bad news for the Chicago Bears. Good news is our coaching staff has two weeks to prepare a game plan.
0: The bad news is?
1: Our coaching staff has two weeks to prepare a game plan. Yeah,
0: yeah it's going to be <laughs> take yeah. take,
1: take the Bills, for the
0: bills take the I, Bills, I, I, I
1: whatever points you can get, take the Bills.
0: Yeah, I was definitely rooting for the Bills. It's uh, it was entertaining football watching them. Mm-hmm. You know, it was they a great were. Game. Yeah, it was actually a really good football game.
1: Ryan Fitzpatrick, or is it Patrick Fitzryan? Ryan? I forget which one. Four touchdown passes.
0: Uh, Patrick Fitzryan? That's that's a pretty cool name actually. <laughs> I've never heard that one before, but I like it.
1: Thank you. All right, another good ball game. New England taking on San Diego. The Chargers continue their free fall courtesy of Tom Brady. The New England Patriots close the ball game here 23 to 20. The Pats win and down go the Chargers. I think New England scored, what, four or, or uh, Chargers had four turnovers in a 13 minute period. Even the Bears can't match that.
0: No, no, I think the Bears were even faster than that. Either or, it was ugly football. Absolutely ugly football. The the Chargers let go of the Damian Tomlinson because uh, they got this kid Ryan Matthews from Fresno. And if anybody's in Illinois fan, you realize the kid does have a heck of a lot of talent. But you know he's been in the you know, they don't even, he's been hurt all season long. They have no running game, so here it is. Legitimately, Philip Rivers is on pace to throw for fifty eight hundred yards this year, Coach. I, I I'm not kidding. He's averaging three hundred and fifty yards a game. Wow, passing. The only problem is they have two wins. They're two and four. And he's throwing for, I mean, it's like every game he throws for over 350 yards. Every single game. So
1: There's a lesson in there for the young kids out there. I'm not sure what it is. But there is a lesson there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The Bengals take on the Falcons. Cincinnati loses yet again. Atlanta knocks them off 39-32. Furious comeback late for Cincinnati. They scored twenty nine points in the second half. Carson Palmer throws for four hundred twelve yards, three touchdowns, all in defeat. The Falcons pull out the victory against the Bengals.
0: Yeah, it, you, the Bengals can't do anything right, can they? They have this phenomenal comeback. Their defense plays spectacular. And then all of a sudden, they just lay an egg in the in the fourth quarter. And the Falcons score two consecutive touchdowns. Yeah, it was you know, really it was it was ugly. I got I say some of the Falcons seem to be the best team in the NFC right now. Everybody's saying it's the Giants. I think it might be the Falcons. Yeah,
1: You know what? I might might join that part of everybody who says the Giants. I'm not ready. Falcons haven't shown it to me just yet. Potential.
0: The Falcons can flat out run. Oh, my God. They just hand it off to Michael Turner. He gets four yards every single time. And they've got the best young quarterback in the NFL that nobody talks about. All he does is not throw interceptions Mm -hmm. and throw a touchdown every single
1: game. Yep. Started off the season a little bit slow, but Matt Ryan in his third year in the NFL looks like he is uh, headed to that next level among the elite quarterbacks.
0: Mm-hmm. He's good. He's really good.
1: Uh, next up on the docket, Pittsburgh Steelers, Miami Dolphins. Everybody thought this would be a heck of a game. It was a heck of a game. Lived up to its billing. Pittsburgh pulls it out. 23-22. Tough loss for the Dolphins. Roethlisberger, big Ben has a good ball game. Controversial play at the end, big dog. I didn't see it. Tell the fans and your thoughts on the controversy. If you watched it and yeah. the Roethlisberger play late,
0: uh Luckily, I have the NFL Red Zone channel, and what happened was Roethlisberger lost control of the ball going into the end zone. Okay. And he was at about the sixth-inch line. Okay, when this happened, uh, the, the, and this is what he called the Steelers are down two. He fumbles into the end zone. A Dolphin recovers. Obviously, Coach, yep. a Dolphin recovers. Okay. Well, they go to replay. Oh, it wasn't a touchdown. There was a fumble. But we couldn't tell who recovered the ball. We're going to give it back to the Steelers at the 6 inch line, who basically kneel on the ball and then kick a field goal to win the game by one. So, Coach, if you don't think the Bears deserve the win against Calvin Johnson and the Detroit Lions, you have to have one less win for the Steelers because that was absolute garbage.
1: So the referee, I've never heard of that before. They They watched the replay and could not determine who legitimately recovered the fumble.
0: I don't know how they couldn't because there was a, a dolphin guy that comes out of the pile and starts dancing in the end zone and hands the well, ball to the
1: official. But that's not necessarily how. I mean, did he do it after a long scrum, or did I would he do
0: say it after about five seconds? It was stupid. It was. It's so controversial. I, I, I mean, to me, it's worse than the whole Calvin Johnson thing because at least I know you don't like the rule. It the textbook by the rule, the guy didn't catch the ball. That was just flat out. The guy, the guy, the guy has one of those two last names hyphenated last name. He's a Samoan with a hyphenated last name, so I'm not even Love, going to try I'm to a pronounce his big, name. F- okay. Big
1: fan of Samoans with hyphenated last names.
0: Like, legitimately, he, he has to gain like 50 pounds just to fit his name on the back of his freaking jersey. Okay. <laughs> he handed the ball to the official less than five seconds after the fumble. Now, if you were to given me this explanation, hey, we blew the ball dead, okay, and Roethlisberger quit fighting for the football. And the Dolphin came up with it, so it's unfair to the Steelers. We're going to give them the ball back. Okay, that, if they would have explained it that way, which could, they could have possibly done, okay, because Roethlisberger was like, "I quit going for it when they said touchdown." I, I would understand that, but mm-hmm. their explanation on the field was, "We didn't know who had the ball."
1: With well, the, the Dolphin guy
0: handed it to you, <laughs> so I, I didn't like it at all. Because
1: how, uh, how berserk, how crazed did the Miami Dolphins get? Post-game or at that moment, Eric Spalazza, their fine coach, uh, what was his reaction?
0: Well, all I know is this, is uh, uh, right on the sidelines, Spirano, like, he he motioned for some guy with a finger. He came over, he whispered into his ear, and the guy was wearing a real cheap black suit and had, like, <laughs> a, uh, an ear plug-in. Okay. And he said, yeah, boss, yeah, boss, and he left. So I would hate to be one of those officials <laughs> tomorrow morning. They might be wearing concrete boots, coach. <laughs>
1: Okay. Uh, suffice it to say they didn't take it all that well,
0: huh? No, no, I was I do think so. Was yes. it at- he, I, he he looks calm. But you know, when you put a head out, that's what <laughs> uh-huh. you're supposed to do. You know <laughs> <laughs> Was
1: uh was the game at Miami or at Pittsburgh?
0: Yeah, it was at, it was at Miami. Wow.
1: So the fans oh. are pretty upset as well.
0: Uh yes, yes. And rightfully so, coach. They they needed to describe it better. They needed to be like, "Hey, we blew the whistle. We blew the call." Yeah. So instead they... I, I cannot believe they actually said we couldn't determine who had the football. Wow. <laughs> <Steve, laughs> There's only two teams out there. was it like a third team showed up. Okay. Steve
1: Bartman was uh, not involved in the play.
0: And not at all. Okay. Steve Bartman Just had, checking. again, another game that Steve Bartman had nothing to do with the consequence <laughs> of. Yes, another one. <laughs> all and right, a, thank a, you along, very much. Along with, as a matter of fact, as far as I can, I'm concerned, yep. Steve Bartman has never be, been in had anything to do with an outcome of any game in any sport.
1: That's not true. Notre Dame baseball, high school sophomore year. He did uh, try stealing second to third with two outs. Scoring position was thrown out at third. And they had the top batter up to bat, so he cost him that sophomore level game. But if you are talking oh, okay. at the major league level, you're absolutely okay. correct.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, nothing right. else. No other game okay. has he ever had than the other was his problem. So.
1: Very good. Another edition of the NFL round them up, wrap em up. Pretty good weekend. Pretty exciting weekend. We didn't get to all the games, but uh, want to get to the World Series real quick. Round them up, wrap up NFL style. We do it each and every Monday here, and the two guys in a mic show. Still a couple of minutes if you want to check in. Phone lines are open. Talk some NFL, college football, or. You want to uh, bring up some October baseball, we can do that too. 888-463-6748. It seems like days ago, Big Dog, but the uh, Texas Rangers did knock off the New York Yankees. They didn't have to have Cliff Lee do it in Game 7. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you got to talk about the San Francisco Giants knocking off a really, really good Philadelphia team. Your thoughts on uh, the series and the playoffs?
0: Yeah, well, does it start tomorrow? Is that the day it starts, Coach, or is it Wednesday?
1: I believe it's Wednesday, but uh, producer extraordinaire David Olson will check that out.
0: It should be Tuesday, Wednesday, half Thursday. Let's, Friday, let's not Friday, Thursday, let's, let's
1: not preview it yet. I want your thoughts on uh, Rangers knocking off Yankee, Giant knocking off Philly.
0: Um, I, I the way I was going to preview the games were by what had happened. You know, luckily for the Rangers, they were able to get it done in six, so they didn't have to use uh, Cliff Lee. Mm-hmm. And, and let's face it, the better team won. The team that caught the ball better, the team that ran the bases better yep. in both series, won, won those series. And the way I look at it, I know the Rangers, it seemed like on paper, they have a much better team than, than the Giants do. As a matter of fact, if you look at it just on paper, the the, the Rangers are the best team in baseball this year. On After paper, everything is said and done, on paper, the way they're playing, they have the best team on paper.
1: On okay, paper, Big Dog, like, uh, the Giants might not even make the playoffs. It, it, exactly. But... but just the way the Giants beat the Phillies. You
0: know, if they had to hit the ball to the right side of the infield, they hit the ball to the right side of the infield. If they needed a double play turn, their pitcher threw off-speed stuff on the outside part of the plate low to have hitters get out in front of it and turned over a ground ball and the Giants' defense then turned the double play. You, they're doing everything. The exact right way. If you legitimately, if the Phillies and the Giants play 162 games against each other, mm-hmm. the Phillies would win 88 of them at least. Okay, but in a seven-game series, the Giants were able to figure out how to win four games. Okay, and and that's exactly how you do it. That's why when I'm looking at looking at both teams, the Rangers are without a doubt on paper ridiculously superior, but you cannot give away the the. the you can't say the Giants don't have a chance because. They got players like Aaron Rowan and Juan Uribe and Pat Burrell and uh, Aubrey Huff. All these guys that were given up by other teams and said, "Oh, you're just a castaway." These guys are doing the right thing. What it takes to win. Oh, and by the way, they've got the greatest rookie sensation. Buster Posey, coach, might be having the greatest rookie season of any player I've ever seen in my entire life, including Fernando Valenzuela. I, I mean, if you
1: think about it, a catcher, uh, ten That's seconds, dog. That's a rookie. All right. We, I, I want your thoughts and preview. It does start Wednesday, so we'll get your preview thoughts uh, tomorrow on it, okay?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Coach. I think I plan to
1: on the World here. <laughs> Big dog and a coach. Thanks for listening, everybody. Two guys in a mic. Talkzone.com. Signing off. Have a great day.